Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. Not failure, but low aim is the crime. In great attempts, it is glorious even to fail. Bruce Lee. I remember when I first started casting and remember I was pretty much self-taught. And I was currently working on a project called Kiss of Death, and it was starring um, Nicolas Cage. It was this big Hollywood film for um, uh, Dave Caruso. Sam Jackson was in it, Ving Rhames, wonderful cast. And I felt like this was, you know, one of my really big films. And this film attracted, because this business is small and we all talk, and so this business attracted attention from other producers. And so I got a call from this really big producer who wanted to talk to me about this small independent film, but it was saturated with like a bunch of stars. And um, I felt it was a great opportunity for me as a casting director to grow. They sent me the script and because I was busy with Kiss of Death, I could only breeze through the script and not really read the script as, as well as I normally would. And I'll never forget, I went to the meeting and it was five people in the meeting and I tried to skirt around the questions. I tried to skirt around um, the story, my connection to the story and the characters until finally I couldn't hold it up. It was evident that I had not read the script. And I left that meeting feeling defeated, feeling just not so much embarrassed because... I just felt like I tried as much as I could to cover myself. So I felt good about that. But I did not feel good about my work ethic and my preparation. And I vowed to myself that I would never, ever go to a meeting and not be prepared. I would cancel and reschedule the meeting. I would be honest and say I'm working on another project right now and not be in fear that I would never get a project. But... That was an important lesson. And 
as I started to replay it to myself, I felt good about the fact that I did learn the lesson and I did embrace the lesson and I never went to a meeting unprepared. Today, I will find lessons in the bad. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself, but we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I am always excited, happy, thrilled to death to do this show. This is a part of my heart. Once a week, this is it for me. And I am so blessed in this business to meet some of the most amazing folks, actors and acting coaches, directors, producers, extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I did a panel for Shaquala Gooden, who you guys met a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. And we were promoting her event on site. And I was on a panel with Giviad Joseph. Man, all I have to say is this brother was an experience. <laughs> he was, I loved everything. I loved the actor. I loved the director. I loved the producer. I loved everything. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I just had to extend the invitation to him because I, I, I feel like he is so valuable and just keeps dropping the treasures and the jewels for you. So I'm very grateful that he agreed <laughs> to come on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Gilead Joseph. Thank Welcome, you so much, Tracy. <laughs> I am honored to be here. I am Aww. honored to, to consider you a peer and to be amongst this team of professionals that take this so seriously. It's like the elite of, you know, so Aww. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. So I've been, I've listened to the podcast for a while now. So I'm, I'm very familiar with the programming and love what you're doing. I think it's important Aww. and imperative for us to give back in that way. Yeah. Given so much, so much. I wish I wished we had your podcast when I started, Aww. you know, just, yeah. Beautiful work. Beautiful work. Thank you. That's something that, you know, as a casting director, I used to sit in the sessions 
And I would say, you know, if I ever had the opportunity to say something to you guys, like at a panel or anything, I would just write these notes. And I saw how actors were really applying the notes. And the next thing I know, they're on a series. Next thing I know, they're moving to LA. And I'm like, yo, like, what is this? (laughs) Right? Um, Coaching and didn't even know it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, so I'll give I'll give the audience a bit about myself. Uh, yes, please. I was going to say, tell us, because you have a very unique background. Yeah, hey, thankfully. Uh, but I'm starting to see more and more people emerge with a similar background now, so I'm happy to see that. But basically, um, went to college at Penn State, graduated, um, had a degree in business, uh, started working uh, for CBS, this Fortune 500 company, as a sales executive, account executive for four years. But before that, even in college, I was still acting. In high school, I was one of those background dancers, you know, go Grease Lightning, go. You know, um, so I I always enjoyed it. And that was something right. that, you know, reverberated with me. And it was a part of my being. And I knew I had to do it at some point. And in, and in college, I was the lead of uh, Fences, played Troy, did a bunch of different Shakespeare, all types of different projects. I, what I didn't realize was I was accumulating credit with um, theater uh, so that oh, by the yeah. time I graduated with the business degree, I actually had enough credits because when you book a show, you have to also take a class on Shakespeare or a class on contemporary, all these different things, movement classes. So um, I actually, then I told myself, okay, I'll do this at some point. I started to get so engulfed with my corporate job that I, when I did try to go to audition, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to make my meetings in time. And it finally hit me at like my, you know, towards the tail end that I needed to get out of this. And so I kind of jumped in head first, not really knowing anything about the business, kind of having felt like I was away from it. Um, And I said this during the panel, I, what I did that was, uh, I remember Will Smith saying reading and running, Um, reading because any, there's no new problems. Um, It's just a a remix of, so you can find the answer somewhere in the book and running because if you're able to, you know, get past that, that thought in your brain, that's saying to stop and kind of fight that, then you can accomplish anything. So those two things sat with me. So I went to the library, did a bunch of research, understood how the machine worked, you know, that is this industry, got a sense of it. And then I started to create a game plan. And 10 years later, you know, 11 years later, um, I'm happy to say it's been, uh, I'm I'm very happy where I'm at, very, um, I'm successful enough. And so I'm grateful, you know, I I produce, I'm an actor, I coach, uh, to some extent, I try not to give that too much of my time because it's only 24 hours in a day. Um, right. But I'm I'm constantly trying to stay in it. I'm still taking classes. I still work. I still train. Still work oh. with trainers. You know, the best of the best are consistently training because we're evolving and yeah. growing as people. And yeah. it's just good to always work your instrument, you know. So, yeah, that's a bit about me and where I am right now. So one of the things that I was saying was unique is the fact that you went to Penn State, which is where I wanted my daughter to go. I was trying to bribe her because I love the campus. Um, But she ended up going to HU. I say that for Elsa. HU. She went to Howard. (laughs) So um, mm, the thing is, is that I'm sure in corporate America, you know, salary wise, I'm not in his business, but I'm saying you were there was a sense of security mm-hmm. where there is not in acting because you don't graduate from college and then get offered a contract role. So where in your being did you feel secure enough and brave enough to say, you know what, I'm going to give up the six figures right here and I'm going to just you, know. um, you hit the nail on the head. Um, a lot of like uh, a lot of people didn't actually believe me when I said what I was going to go do. They're like, you're going to sh-. my brother, especially <laughs> because he was there to see where I was at this point of my life to be in my right. 20s and ha- be financially secure. And he was like, and he didn't it didn't really revert, uh, resonate with him that I would do this. But what it comes down to is I'm fortunate enough that I know. Um, I'm I'm first generation Haitian American. So okay. my mindset was that mom, my parents, when they came here, I remember hearing stories of them literally not having anything, being able mm-hmm. to build themselves up to have a successful business, to actually own, you know, like just seeing their story, letting yeah. me know, okay, they weren't born here and they're middle class America right now. Right. I was born here and I had the advantage of being able to know the language, to know the culture, to know the people and to have a connection. 
why can't I be even more successful than them? And that's what they, which is what they want of me. Right. So that kind of gave me a sense. And my mom told me the story about her coming to America and literally having one phone number. She was supposed to go to one person's place, wound up going to somebody else's place. And now she's where she is. So um, that kind of sat with me and I was like, I can, and I always have that to fall back on. I was successful. Right. Like I always could go back to sales, you know? So right. um, that's stuck in the back. Like I always have a cushion. I did what my parents wanted me to do. I right. got the degree so I could always come back to this, but I can't come back to this dream later on. Right. You know, um, sitting in an audition room one day when I, I was supposed to be at a meeting, I remember like in 20, 30 minutes and I'm sitting in the audition room and I remember the lines on okay 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 but i gotta go to this meeting but i have these numbers but i have this and it wow. just it that was the moment that it broke and it was like yeah. i can't do both yeah so i'm just grateful that i pursued the dream i pursued the passion i've watched all the inspirational videos of jim carrey and all these other people these greats that say you can do it it's yeah. possible and i just jumped out the window and and I, I landed safely i'm glad you jumped i'm glad you landed safely I'm so happy you made that choice. That's so inspiring to other people, you know, who are think that they're stuck in a place where they have to take care of the risk. Well, and we all do. But I'm similar to you when I just left San Francisco and I was like, hey, it's going to all work out with two hundred dollars and a one way ticket. And, you know, there's a lot of stories that go on with that. But there's something inside of you. What is that? What is your relationship to acting? Like, why did you choose this? What was it that just drew you? Yeah, I remember my first uh, play. I was in school. I was a bad, I was considered a bad kid because I would raise my hand and ask questions. But what I later found out and teachers would tell me was that um, the same questions I was raising my hand and asking, even though it was in a funny way that I would say it, that was a way of me dealing with not knowing it and still being able to get it out. Other students had those same questions and teachers would always say, I'm so, you know, even though I was loud and joked around and I understood things. But when I first saw my, my a play and I saw there was a, 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 a show called Saved by the Bell, the characters would be oh. time out and everybody else would freeze. And I yeah. saw this kid did this guy did this on the stage. Everybody else was frozen and he talked to the audience. I saw him talking to me. And the amount of that day was when I was like, okay, the teacher said, uh, if you want to come to the next play, you got to, you got to do better in, in class. I started tutoring other kids. I started like making sure that all of us did well so that we can go to that play. And I realized yeah. that performing and just, even though it was a fear to some degree, I had a fear of it that I had, that I had to overcome. And I think it's important for us to learn to overcome our fears because um, just in general and in life, it helps us grow as people and it helps us know that we can push through and show us our true power. Um, uh-huh. So for me, it was uh, once I saw that, I, I was like, I'm willing to get up in the morning and do whatever pain I have to go through just for those that hour, two hours on stage. You know, yeah. um, so that was what sat with me. And I always once I started doing it, it fell in love. I fell in love with it. You could tell that you love this, like aside from being on the panel with you, which I I definitely connected. I was like, yes, this is, you know, because I come from the school of actors. You know what I mean? Like when I came here. What? Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) When I landed here in 1983 on 54th, West 54th, it's a studio, Unitel, I think it is now, but 54th and 9th Avenue, between 9th and 10th Avenue, mm-hmm. was the Negro Ensemble Company. Latanya Richardson was part of the, the company, but she was also the casting director of the company. Wow. Denzel, Adolph Caesar, Sam Jackson, George, Frankie Faison. I mean, like the people that used to roll up in there. And I was like, oh, my God, Lynn Whitfield, like this is, you know, and again, this is back in um, 1983. And so Mm. I, you know, it wasn't about, yes, like it's so about the work. And that's why, you know, I'm so committed to the work of it. It's not just spitting out lines like so in your work, your passion and your connection is in that as well. Let's talk about some of this. I mean, I, I just really always, quickly, Tracy, we're going to have yeah. to talk about this a little bit later because I'm a big fan. I, I've I've heard a lot of stories about the Negro Ensemble Company. I've heard about how Denzel 
was performing on stage along with Samuel L. Jackson and how yeah. he then went to Cali and moved and took the, and took the, and then he got the, the show, the hospital. Like, so we can talk about that. You can't just skip by that. Like that was just like, you were, oh. you saw great putting oh. work. You were a part of that. That speaks volume. Listen, I know you're going to, you, you met Penoir, but oh. she has stories as well. But I'm going to tell you this, how I, on Broadway, because that's my true love is Broadway. Um, but I used to sneak into the theaters at intermission. To, and I, that's, I saw all the second acts of Ma Rainey Black Bottom, Fences, everything until I started making money and I could see the whole wow. play. <laughs> so at intermission, you know, smoking was really big back in the 80s. So everybody would come out, smoke cigarettes. As they migrated back in, I'm just scanning, you know, around and then I'll just get a seat. And that's it. <laughs> so, you know, you had to be inventive. Even as a casting director, I called seven. And I remember every single one of them. And I have a story about the other. But I called seven of the casting directors and said, I want to be a casting director. Can you give me protocol, procedures, prices? And they all were like, eh, they had no time. So I called them back and said that I was a student at NYU writing an article on how underrated casting directors were. And that's how I got all the information on how to be a casting director. And, and then one of the casting directors who hung up on me, I ended up, he got fired from a film. They hired me and I had to call him to get his notes. And I reminded him of that story. You were. Yes. <laughs> he do, see? And he remembered, talk. he was like, oh my God, I so remember that call. I was like, who's writing a story about casting directors? Who's Who cares about casting directors? You know, so. That's what it takes. That's what it takes is the level of thinking and being in, I think as the, the ones that make it the furthest, we have this hustlers, not give up. We find a way, we figure it out. You, you, you're going to be a great director, Tracy. Uh, oh, I can't direct full time. That's all I'm going to do. Play with my friends. I'm going to direct everybody on here. Penoir, Sam, Jaleesa, you, Spruce, <laughs> and I will discover Mario. 100%. We're all going to be a part of the project. So just know I got you, man. One thing that you said earlier, you talked about fear, and this is something that I know you deal with in your, um, you have such a great relationship with actors in the community and you, or you guys have like created this beautiful community. How should actors approach actors who are fearful, who are fearful of leaving their job, even though they might have some sense of security or support? How do we encourage them to get beyond the fear? Um, I think it starts off with something small. Like, I think it becomes, you know, some people might be afraid to not pack a second sock to, you know, in their right. thing if they ever had an accident. I think it starts with something small to sm slowly get past that fear. I, I've done, um, like, I have a fear of heights. I had a fear of swimming. I, I literally had so many things that that I fought past. I just learned how to swim two years ago. Now to the point that I, I try to go swimming two, three times a year. Um, even even in the pandemic, I find a way. But um, I think it starts off with something small. If typically you'd be afraid to to leave a leave something somewhere because somebody might trip, just try maybe not hazardous. But I think uh, try to find small fears that you may have and try right. to. Um, go against it just temporarily to see that you have more power than you think, even though we can't do anything about outside influences about, you know, what happens when, what the way a car drives, but maybe just take a small risk at a time to That's see brilliant. that, 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 that you don't have that much to really be afraid of. And once you start to see that, it makes it a little bit easier. And then you also create a uh, strategy. Uh, a lot of times fear is the lack of preparation. If you're yep. able to do the proper research and to yep. find more specifics about what it is that you're afraid to do and how that industry works, learn, learn how it operates, then you get a sense of at least knowing, okay, I need headshots, this and this. I need that and that. I need to get an agent. To get an agent, here's a way to, get, to go about that. How do I get footage? I can create my own work. Let me start reaching out to people, finding out who actually owns a camera. You know, you can, you can actually... I think especially um, like in sports, right? Like in sports, there's always a fear prior to the game. But for those people that oh, are putting yeah. in, that have the Mamba mentality, that put in, you know, an hour or two hours of practice before practice, by the time you get to practice, you're already comfortable to know that I just already made a hundred free throws 
before anybody else got warmed up. So wow. it's the preparation that allows us to remove the fear. When we're afraid that we're not going to remember, remember our lines, it's because there's a part of us that feels like we didn't spend enough time working on our lines. So I think, um, for one, you know, prepare, but definitely if you can just find small ways to get rid of that fear. If you don't think you can memorize a full five pages, focus on memorizing two lines and then you slowly get rid of, I will remember my line because you just remember two lines. So, you know, you can remember it, you know? So I think, I think those two things are great ways to kind of get past it and know what direction you're headed in. So you're not just, you know, running like a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah. I think that's excellent. So many diamonds and jewels in there. Um, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to go back because in terms of your work, um, I always encourage actors to go on imdb.com. And we have a lot of episodic, you guys, person of interest, bull, blue bloods. I love blue bloods. Um, Black, all of these shows I love. Blacklist, Power, Gotham. In this age of COVID and now with COVID compliances on set, We have Benny Boom on, and he talked about how actors may get three takes. Maybe. Can you tell actors, please, (laughs) communicate this and how they need to be prepared? How can they prepare? Oh, my goodness. So I think the most important thing is understanding that it's it's starting to feel more like we're shooting live theater. And me personally, I love theater. So that's where I come from. And mm-hmm. so I, I've taken the mindset of the way I would prepare for a theater show. You know, mm. the thing about theaters, you'll, you know, when uh, the last, unfortunately, the last thing that I performed on stage for a long period was in like 2016. I did Lombardi. Um, we did oh, it throughout okay. Wisconsin. But um, okay. the thing is, you would workshop it for the first two to three weeks. But now mm-hmm. we're condensing that time into two or three days. So we would typically workshop. Uh, a script, you know, when you're doing theater and you workshop it where you sit down, you write down notes, you talk about the backstory, you determine the relationship between the characters, the previous circumstances, what the arc is of the entire play versus the arc of the scene. You go through all these different steps. You understand the genre, given um, certain, you, you go through all the steps that you would, you know, in terms of really knowing and understanding the story, breaking down what happens per scene so that you're able to track the journey of the scene, right? Because there's a journey throughout each scene, which is the size that we get to audition with. Then there's a journey throughout the entire film, TV, episodic, or series. So it's an understanding of trying to break down, okay, what do they need to see within this audition? Because what happens is before you even get to the set, you have to get to the audition. To get to the audition, now you're competing with a Uh a majority of people that are now operating at a higher level because they're doing it from their home. Doing it from your home, you get more takes. You get to, to do it five times, stop, sleep on it, come back the next morning, send it in before the, the last notice that, you know, the deadline at two at noon or 2 p.m. So what's important, I think, is working it as if you're about to perform it on stage in live theater, have discovery prior to you getting in front of the camera. So then when you're in front of the camera, you'll even have more moments of discovery and the character will come even more into life. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's really about doing the amount of work in two to three days that you normally would have had maybe a week to do or five Mm -hmm. days to do and just honing in on it. You know, um, you come up with a method that works for you and you hash that out to the point that you know the world, because the biggest thing is understanding the world. Once you understand the world, you know, the relation, you know, how this person cares about that person, you know, what's important to him, what's the purpose of him coming into the scene. When you have all of that together, you're able to let your imagination just go and just have right. fun because you've thought of all these possibilities. Would right. he say this? No, because he's not that kind of guy. What he would say is either this, this, or this, but he wouldn't say that, you know? And then when you're in the moment, you're just free enough to just, boom, there it is. But you have to do the work to be that free because otherwise you're going to be in your head. Yeah. Should I go here? Should I go there? And another thing is you oftentimes don't even get to see the, the set or the location until you get there, unless it's a, you know, a second, third or fourth season or, or you know, umpteen season of a show and you're in a similar right. space. But the way that, um, so I've had, I'm fortunate enough to say that I worked on a Tyler Perry show. Um, I mm. can't give specifics, okay. but um, I'll be on a, on a show coming up soon. And the way that he works, he doesn't even do a director. Thank you. Thank you. Um, typically with episodics, they'll do a director's walk. So you'll basically do it's a blocking. It's you'll, you'll block out the scene. So you'll get to set. You'll block it out, kind of like while you're in between putting your makeup on. So you at least have a chance to stand on the set, see what's going to be right. happening. You may say you may have your sides in your hands, and you may be able to say it with the, the actors. But then you'll go back, 
finish getting dressed and then you then right. boom you're back you're on set and it's two three takes it's the wide it's the medium then it's the top singles on each person so they can see your face and the reaction and all the little things so it is just three takes now that they're doing as, wow. as before it was bigger budgets right another thing is they're saving money by doing less takes so they keep right. the people able to do more scenes more pages per day it's all a money thing this is right. business show business right. That's right. So it's all about how could they lower their, their overall dollar and increase right. um, product and increase output to the max, max to the max. Right. A lot of it is they're doing all these things the way that it comes to us. That means we get less takes. That means we have to do more work. That means that we have to know what's happening, know who everybody right. is. So when somebody walks in, it's, you know, when somebody's coming in because you just said this to this guy and you know he got upset and when he gets upset he gets saved because this guy comes in yo oh mike what's up and what's the relationship with him oh he's a good you know are you comfortable yeah. with him if you're comfortable with him you maybe grab a glass of water and drink while you're talking to him if you're not comfortable with him it's all eyes on him the whole time so once you know these certain discernments these, these right. different nuances and what's important to the character then you're able to adjust to whatever's happening in that moment I pray that actors are writing this down, recording, documenting this information in some way, because no, seriously, there's so much information that and, I, and I'm, I'm really grateful that you know how to edit, hone and give us the nuggets and still feel like we went through a course. Right? Yeah. <laughs> really like, oh, man. And so when you talk about you're an actor and you do do the work, I can say that and in all the characters that I've seen you in. Where do we get that from? Is, you know, can you stress to these actors? I'm, I'm trying not to put my judgment all over it, but training. You just don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, I could. Let me just give. <laughs> I thought Please. the best note, the best note that you gave was to that couple that took the scene and they, ladies and gentlemen, they took liberty with the scene. Like it's one thing to ad lib, but it's a ne- another thing to rewrite the script itself. And so I thought that your specific notes and one of the main things I said, I wanted to jump up. You said you guys have been sitting here the whole time watching other people do this and hearing us give you notes. What's your takeaway to sit there and talk to each other and scroll through the IG? I mean, I'm paraphrasing you guys, but that was like the point of what he was saying. Give me God, please tell tell them about training. Tell them what you want to tell. Um, (laughs) So, okay, so I so. Like I, I, I've heard this on some of your other podcasts. This topic has come up, especially when it came to uh, the parents of, of child actors. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, um, and so here's what I think. I think that you might have a different name for it. Different people have different names for it. They might call it imagination time, play time, fun time, whatever time. You still have to put in work a certain amount of time to hone, to get better at. And I think for some, and this is what I thought was interesting about what was her name? Um, I can't remember her name, but she was mentioning how like some actors, some child actors will get to set and they'll be so attentive to what's happening. They're picking everything up. So they see, okay, they see what just happened. So they'll, they'll kind of put that into action immediately, but not everybody learns the same way. Some people need to sit down right. and explain the right. process and the procedures. So yeah, this was Josie. Josie, yeah. So for some uh-huh. people, um, it's it's understandable that you can that that a child will be smart enough to pick it up. However, some people will need to be ex- told and explained and broken down the lay of the land and how it works, and you know, uh-huh. not not that the last scene will be shot first as opposed to whatever scene. So you need to have this ready. And I think at the end of the day, you still have to. It's imperative. As much as I think there's people that are natural out there. You need I to have too. some level of experience with understanding the mechanics of it. And that's what anything. Right. What's funny is in so many, in so many forms of entertainment, when it comes to like sport, I use, I use sports because I feel like it's a tangible. People can easily see that and get it. Yeah. Whereas like with painters or musicians, it's it's more easily uh, arguable um, and to be more opinionated. But when it comes to sports, even the best basketball or football players will work with a shooting coach, a a, defense, a football player will work with a defensive coach. Even if they've, if they've won the NFL, uh, if they've won the Super Bowl, if they've won, no matter wow. what championship they've won, they still train. I said, I Tiger know. Woods, 
Tiger Woods, who was one of the greatest golfers, worked with a golf coach and changed his swing because he realized that he was using too much force on his swing and it was affecting his elbow. So he took a year off, worked with the coach, came back stronger than before, and he won several awards back to back. So even no matter what sport, that, and don't get it twisted as an actor, this is a mental and physical sport. Yeah. You know, uh, mentally, yeah. it's, you're doing it all times a day. Physically, you have to be able to get up. You have to have one thing going on and completely be in a different mental space and physical space. And sometimes yeah. if you're playing these, I love playing the awkward creature. <laughs> um, and so if it's something like that, it's a physical thing. So, um, and a lot of it is in our body. So I think that you have to constantly work it, constantly grow to get better and elevate it, whether it's your voice, even singers mm-hmm. work with a vocal coach. So why is it that right. you wouldn't work with the coach if you want to be an Academy okay. Award winning actor? You know, it only makes sense to me that if everything, and you won't hear, you know, you may not, even rappers have people that help them rap it a lot. So it's, rappers have um, certain, co- P. Diddy had his artists uh, see a performance coach so they can have presence on the stage. Right. These things right. are, I think the the, neg- the downside to it is that we're in a fast food type of world where mm-hmm. everything seems like it's instantly just done. And, and people don't, they don't admit exactly. We're in that world right now. So they don't see the hours mm-hmm. and days of work that the Negro Ensemble Company put together to actually put on a performance that seemed flawless. It was nothing mm-hmm. flawless about that, about right. the work that they did. It was very specific. It was very meticulous and it was for extraneous hours um, where most people would have folded and been like, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. It's like, no, let's run this one more time so that we could be on point tomorrow morning. Um, And that I think is what people need to understand is that there's so much more work underneath the tip of that iceberg. There's all this work that was done. And that's why training is so important. Understanding eyeline, understand this technical aspects of it that are just as crucial as the emotional and, you know, the script breakdown process of it. This aspects of understanding where your camera is and finding and knowing that you look at the, yeah. the, the person's eye closest to the camera as opposed to looking back and forth in both because that gets confused. There's a lot of different subtleties that you should work on. And I'm not, it's not to say that some people can't pick it up by watching, but even right. if you're sitting there watching, that's still the research. If you're taking the time out to watch and say, how was this? Oh man, his performance was amazing. He did this. That's still taking the time to do the research as opposed to yeah. getting on set and saying, oh, I got this. Uh, and just. Yeah, no, you're right. Because I'm just going to say, um, we, our time is up and I was going to ask you for some jewels. No, I was going to ask you for some jewels and diamonds and you just gave us a whole treasure chest. So I'm very grateful for that. And you, the audience should be grateful too, because guess what? He's not going anywhere. So I want you guys to stay put with your pen and paper or recording, whatever you're doing, because this is valuable. I want you guys to stay put. And we are going to be back with the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, for class in session. And blessed to have Giviah Joseph still with us. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment legal or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. Gibeon Joseph is with us, and he's going to be with us for class and session to give us some more pearls, diamonds, because I know your treasure chest is heavy right now. I know, mine is. So we're going to go into it. We have a scene. Jaleesa Capri, Spirited Actor OG, is going to be reading the narrative. Hey, Jaleesa. Hey. Two of my favorite actors who also happen to be Spirit Actor alumni OGs. Pamela! Hey! Hey! <laughs> um, and Sam Bryce, my man Sam. Thank you, Sam. Oh, no, thank you. It's truly an honor. And you can see Sam in Soul Santa on BET. Okay, so um, we're going to start off. Giviad, how we play this game, they're going to read the scene and whatever you feel that they need to just move on in the direction that they're moving or whatever insight. It's, it's, you have the floor. Do you. I love seeing you do you. So you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. Yay. Okay. So Jaleesa on action. You can begin. Action. The Teachers, written by Dana Keel. Interior, exterior. Tubman's preparatory high school day. Brock Mitchell, African-American male, mid to late 40s, dressed in a janitor's jumpsuit, unlocks school doors. He pushes mop and bucket inside the school, unlocks utility closet and pushes it inside. The sun shines down the hallway over the lockers and freshly waxed floors. Further down the hall, Brock unlocks a door with a placard that says Teacher's Lounge. Interior, Teacher's Lounge Day. Brock dusts and polishes the tables as the floor cre- as the door creaks open. Dr. Morgan Mansfield, African-American female, late 50s, authentically hip, with educator chic walks in. She turned even more heads a decade or two earlier. What's up, Doc? Oh, good morning, Brock. You're here early. Come on, Doc. I've always been here early. <laughs> How about we step into the restroom, you know, for old times' sake? Doc, <laughs> that's history. All right, that is, that's way behind us. I'm just trying to take the edge off first day. I mean, ever since that student found my rabbit, you know, in the drive-thru. Doc, Doc, did you did you try those edibles yet? See, because those will help to, you know, they usually help to. And you know, well, okay, I, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take one now. Yeah, they uh, they always help to settle your energy. My energy is just fine, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Listen, it's a big day. Focus is key. Okay, I hear you. What's on your mind? Well, it's the first day, and... For me, 
you asked for me and the teachers. You know, what do you what wait, do you, wait, 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 wait. Just because I'm a custodian, that doesn't mean I don't have a stake in this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just worried about who this new principal is. It's so am I. I saw the district email. It was mysterious. <laughs> it's mysterious to say the least. <laughs> Tubman Prep bought test scores up last year. I mean, I know my peer-to-peer tutoring program is working. I don't want the new principal to like move up our funding, you know? <laughs> I noticed. I also noticed that you don't use technology in your classrooms. What about your iPads? You too. I mean, progress is a good thing. Look, killing drill may work for some students, but listen, honey, I've been teaching for twenty-seven years. Let me tell and you, change is not a bad thing. Our students' learning is as diverse as they are. <laughs> a few online classes and some something, and now you have the extra. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just open. Brock steps inside the bathroom and reemerges, suited and booted. What's with the change of clothes? Where are you going? Brock puts on a school lanyard. Dr. Mansfield leans in and reads it. It's the first day. <laughs> so, Mitch. <clears throat> You're the new principal. Call me Principal Mitch. (laughs) Fade to black. See. Wow. Okay, I'm going to give it to you, Gideon. Nice work. (laughs) Beautiful work. Beautiful work. Beautiful work. Um, I really, I really, I really like that. I'm going to say this. So like, uh, so, so I'm able to see both of you on video, right? So I know that the listeners may not necessarily be able to see the video or hear, but for me, I would say because I'm able to see for those listening for those because I'm able to see both of them, I'm able to see how they use their environment. Some of my notes will include environment and uh, the situation and the space that they're in. So, with that said, Penwa, I really liked how you used the space when you started to look if anybody else is coming in before you started to hit on him, right? So you, um, I like the fact that we did that. I was thinking it might have been fun if you, as you're saying it to him, as you slowly, you know, say it with a, because you said it with a flirtation tone, but you could kind of maybe just for that moment drag out the, because we didn't expect it, drag out the, um, you saying it and looking around at the same time. So then we can, because what happens is it kind of just makes it a, a, a harsher switch um, mm. because so that if you're looking around, we're getting it like, oh, she's hit because we didn't get that at first. We didn't see that you were going to hit on him. I didn't I didn't expect yeah. that. I expected I expected this woman's beautiful. I expected him to be hitting on you. I so love it was interesting it. that it was the actual opposite. Right. So if. So I think if he if it comes in in the seats, especially because it's like we want to constantly throw off the the audience. We want to have moments that can that can like seem opposite of what the audience expects. Mm-hmm. So if we play the opposite of what they think is going to happen and then they see something else happen, it's like, oh, snap, he's turning her down. Um, especially because we had that big reveal when you take your suit and we find out that you're the new principal. Yes. One other thing uh, I think Penois, when you said you do, I think, so when we look at what's going on in the scene and what's important in the scene, right, we see that there's a few things that's important to Penois, your character. What was your character's name? Uh, Dr. Mansfield. Mansfield, Dr. Mansfield. So when we see Dr. Mansfield, what's important to her is for one, who's this new principal? The way I see it is you sleeping with the janitor is also a way of you getting information and finding out more info. You think he might know something. So it's important for you to know who this who this janitor is for one. For two, you're an old school teacher that doesn't like to use new equipment. You don't like the iPad system. So there's some level of offense taken there, I think, when you when he says that he's noticed that she didn't uh-huh. take the instead of a instead of a instead of be of feeling like he caught you, you do. It's more like uh, and what what's your point? You, okay. you don't have the level that I'm at to even question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how, so I think at that moment, we can see a little level more of, of set come in from her and then kind of laugh. And so that laugh isn't so much you find a humorous. It's more like <laughs> you, you're, you're a peon. 
<laughs> it's so uh, funny that these, these people that don't know anything. So now we see a power shift. We see a power shift. We're constantly seeing power shifts throughout the scene. The power yeah. shift at the top of the scene, it feels like you're in power until you hit on him and he rejects you, then he's in power. It's back and forth. So we can kind of um, make it a harsher flip of power. And you can have moments where you can either, you know, slowly give him power, but it's more fun to just take the power back. Um, and we love to see that as the audience, to see it just a big fight and it immediately goes back and forth. So I think if you play a, a bit more upset and then by the tail end, I really liked um, where it ended when when you kind of gave that, the, the look that you gave him of he's the new janitor. Um, I think you can make a meal out of that moment a bit more and kind of uh, just be taken completely and kind of, you know, okay. Because it really would catch you by surprise. This person yeah. who was just, you know, you getting him to clean the food off of your classroom floor is now the boss. It would be, yeah. so this whole, and this whole time he knew this, why he was, and he's the one that said he's curious about the new prince. And so what, huh? You know? Um, so I think you can do certain, you did a great job. Let's not get it twisted. I'm just <laughs> giving specifics for making it, you know, through the moon type performance where we were like, where we are completely thrown off. Yes. Let me just say this to you. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of, I'm an old school actor and I truly believe in my heart of hearts that an actor is only good as their director. So darling, mm -hmm. please. Direct me. <laughs> okay, thank you. Of course, thank you. Thank you. I like that. Um, <laughs> Sam, I'm going to say um, you did it again. You did a phenomenal job. Um, I, I, I would have liked if you, if because of the power dynamic, it would be, I think, at the top of the scene, if you're having a good time until you see it, and it's like, oh. And, you know, you already have no other relationship that you have with her. Um, but you know, you're having, it, it, I got the sense that you're having the time, you're enjoying your job. When she hits on you, I would have loved to see a bit more of the hesitation so that it, so it, it almost at first reads like you don't expect this until you tell him, okay, look, and that's when you get serious with her. Um, like, no, we can't do this. You, you know better. Uh, so, so that it would play into that di dynamic shift. And at that point, you're able to look around and make sure nobody's seeing you. Because I didn't necessarily see you play as much with your environment, which I felt like that could be the one thing that'll just, everything else you're doing, I think is great, but just interacting a bit more with the environment and even with the, um, <laughs> the so even with me, the way that I, when I'm self-taping, if this was a self-tape, I would literally be right here the, well, you were doing the tables, right? I think uh -huh. mm -hmm. you're, you're you're wiping the tables. I would take out something and just be here with it, so they see. Mm -hmm. the, oh, hey! So they so so your attention is here, and she uh -huh. walks in. And, oh, hey! How you? And th and then you're able to show that by stopping that action. So what happens is a lot of times at the beginning of the scene, at the end of the scene, there's typically an, a physical action that's happening at the top of the scene, and that shows where the characters previous circumstance, previous mindset, where he was prior to us getting this glimpse into their world. So it shows what you're doing, you where your focus is. And so for her to come in and you stop that and it's boom and you put it away and you focus on her. Then by the time you get to the, let me go ahead and take my outfit out and you, what was it? You took it off or you put it on? Uh, went, to took, went to the bathroom. Yes, yes. So I would, you know, I would even turn and use the angle of the camera to my to my advantage and just go here while she's there because now it's just showing that you're doing something else, right? Because our chest is where our focus is. So once you're here, your your focus is on what you, the job you're doing. She comes in, your focus shifts to her. Then you shift your focus to putting this outfit on, put it together, you talk to her. And then by the time you turn back, the big reveal. Wow. So like just, just by using... Yeah. Brilliant. The physical of where the camera is, we're able to then manipulate and show like that your attention is on something else. And it helps the audience understand where the focus of that character really is. So your focus broke from her, went to you putting into stepping into your new role as the principal. Yeah. Right. Um, and then by the time you come back, it's just, yeah, now with, now you're in complete control and everything from here is just, it's just over. <laughs> I want us to put our hands together, ladies and gentlemen, for giving our Joseph.
the amazing Giria. Thank you so much for being on the Spirited Active Podcast. You are riveting. That's all I can say. I mean, I just, I would love to have you back on, you know, let us know. Let, we're going to stay in touch because I want to know what you're doing so that we can, you know, we have bragging rights here. So we want to brag about oh, you. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I just do one plug? I'll just do one yes, plug before we please. go. Um, I'm engulfed in a bunch of things, but the, what, what's priority right now, I, um, me and my lady own a CMOS brand company. It's called Isle of Spice CMOS.com. It's a farm to table company. So we harvest it, farm it, grow it in Grenada, bring it out in Brooklyn, um, which is the headquarters, and we package, ship. You can go to the website, Isle of Spice, I S L E. Mm-hmm. of spicy moss on instagram um cinnamon infused is the number one bestseller but you know the late god rest his soul michael k williams before he passed okay. away one of the things that he felt was um was in my cards uh for my future is to push this to the public for all the good that it does um nutrition you know in terms of our health yeah, and, I care. and he he was a big advocate of what um i did and he it's kind of on me he put it on my shoulders, like, no, you need to get this to our entire community kind of thing. So wow. um, it's a focus, it's a priority. So check it out, if anything, um, even if it's not with me, CMOS is a great thing to help supplement the body. Um, well, we are going to, I believe in CMOS. We're going to put, we're going to plug that. And we're also going to, in your promo, we'll include the website as well. So people can go there. Thank, but thank I just want to say thank you again. And we will be back with the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and I'm going to give you love. So much love. And now it's time to give love. I had a terrible, terrible reaction to the booster shot. I was down from Christmas um, and past like New Year's Day. Both my granddaughter and I had reactions and we actually tested negative, which was great. But it's during those times when your body shuts down and your mind is racing, right? That you just start thinking of all kinds of things. And what I didn't want to do was get caught up in the to-do list of all the things that I had not done or completed or followed through with, um, the things that I currently needed to get done. I just wanted to stay present and as miserable as I felt, I also wanted to stay positive and uplifted. So. I decided that I was going to applaud myself every single day. I decided that when I felt my energy going into a direction of, ah, I don't want to feel like this or anything like that, I would applaud myself for things in the past, things in the present and things that I want to create in these moments for my future. Don't allow the energy when you're not feeling well And just not physically, but let's say you're having a day where there's a lot of pressure and stress and all of that. Instead of us going to that abyss of darkness and questioning our abilities and ourselves and if we're enough and when we're not enough and somebody's progressing faster than us, all of those things, take that time in that moment and practice applauding yourself, applauding yourself for getting up on time and being focused and doing that self-tape. Applaud yourself for... The fact that, yes, it's cold outside, yes, but that you have clothing that's warm enough to get you to your destination and back. Applaud yourself for the love that you have in your support group, with your family, with your friends. Applaud yourself for just getting up every morning and approaching a new day and being a better version of yourself than you were yesterday. Just give yourselves a round of applause. Today, I always hear, give flowers, give flowers. Well, in those times... Give flowers to yourself. Learn to give flowers to yourself. Learn to give the applause to yourself and the praise to yourself. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited Podcast. Thank you. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 